Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. But the six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. What a title. Are you ready? Prince of Darkness. The Prince of Darkness. The Prince of Darkness is in the house. I'm the man up in this piece. Jonas Knox. I don't shine shoes anymore. <laughs> yeah, Chief. This will be good. Jonas Knox is coming through your speakers like a right cross from a boxer that you've never heard of. They run through our ass like through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop it. And now, live from the TireRack.com studios of Fox Sports Radio. What are you talking about? What, is this your first day on the job? Here's Jonas Knox. Get in the fast lane, Grandma. The bingo game is ready to roll. insult I haven't heard before. Real fun times with the crew behind the scenes here. When right as the show opens and I get called baloney pants. Job well done from a bunch of class acts here behind the scenes on Fox Sports Radio. Hey, it is Jonas Knox here on FSR. You can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on hundreds of affiliates all across the country. And speaking of affiliates, how about we welcome in Charlottesville's Fox Sports 102.9 FM, 1450 AM in Charlottesville, Virginia. And we appreciate all the love and all the support and you making us a part of your Saturday as well. Garrett Klingel, who's the marketing manager there. 
appreciate you guys showing some support to us, and it's going to be a fun ride here. And as far as this show goes, it's going to be a two-hour ride here as we take you all the way up until 4 p.m. Eastern time, 1 o'clock Pacific, and we do it all live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there and unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. So I was thinking about this because it reminded me of something that's going on in sports. So you ever met somebody who you come to find out is just a killjoy? I guess the killjoy version is the, I guess, the male version of Debbie Downer. You know, like, you know how the term Karen, there's people talking about how the name Karen is starting to be phased out. It's like, you know, like going extinct almost like nobody's naming their kids Karen anymore because there's this negative connotation to it. I believe that the first version of that was probably the name Debbie because of the term Debbie Downer. Like nobody wanted that and nobody wants a killjoy. But you have to learn these things when you get to know somebody. And so what usually happens is the first time you get together, you hang out. You're really excited about something. You're fired up about it. You're really passionate about it. Like, hey, let's go get a beer. Let's go get, uh, let's go get lunch. Hey, you want to come throw the ball around? And the response is, uh, uh, yeah, I guess. It's like, ah, oh, come on. And you try really hard to rally him. You try really hard to like, come on, get fired up. Let's go. You know, we'll get some wings. We'll get a beer. The game's on. You know, we'll go out to this party afterwards. You know, we'll go bowling. Um, yeah, yeah, whatever. That's cool. Well, yeah, cool. And then you just come to find out like, oh, that's just, that's, that's who they are. I mean, they're not a bad person. They just don't get fired up about stuff. There's not this same level of excitement. It's kind of a killjoy. Debbie Downer. It's kind of like what the Pac-12's been, you know? You go to other parts of the country. You see how excited the fans are. You go to a Big Ten game. There's 90, 100,000 people there watching this game. You go to an SEC game. 90, 100,000 people there. Tailgate starts at like 5 a.m. Even if it's a night game. Some people tailgate all the way up until Friday. Like I used to live in the South. Man, they go all out. You go to a South Carolina game that kicks off at 3.30 in the afternoon. My ass kickoffs at 3.30 in the afternoon. They're prepping the food to grill. They're getting everything together. It's loaded up in the back of a truck the night before, and they are up at 4 in the morning, and they are driving out to Columbia, South Carolina to go set up and start raging. It's a different level. You go to Big Ten country, different level. There's an excitement to it. They're fired up about it. This is what they live for. We get, what, six, seven of these home games a year? And then sometimes you'll travel, sometimes you won't. You see how disappointed they are when the game gets moved to a neutral site? Even if it's not that far of a drive, it's like, oh, come on, man. But you know what? Still going to go. Still going to be there. Go to a Pac-12 game? Eh. Okay. That's cool. Hey, man, big game coming up Saturday. Come on, what do you think? Yeah, yeah, we'll be there. What time are you getting there? Game starts at, you know, 
Two in the afternoon. What time do you think you're going to be there? I don't know. One forty-five. You know, one fifty. Depending on traffic, might miss the opening kickoff. Okay. All right. Uh, lesson learned. All of this stuff that's happened with the Pac-12, and we'll keep it at just the football part of it. And I know there's other sports that are involved, but come on, it's going to be football season. Let's let's focus in here. Not everybody get distracted by some of the other stuff. Put the blinders on. Pretend like you're one of those horses running a really prominent race. Put the blinders on and don't worry about all the people that are gambling their asses off trying to bet on who's going to finish first. All right, just put the blinders on. Let's focus on just the football aspect to it. When you see what's happened to the Pac-12... You got, what, four teams remaining, Oregon State, Washington State, Cal and Stanford. When you see what's happened and everybody running to the gates, running to the exits to get away from the burning building that is the Pac-12, it's kind of par for the course if you think about it. And it goes beyond just leadership and and the Larry Scotts and everybody else who had their hands on not getting a TV deal done and not getting a media rights deal done in time and then presenting this bag of crap to all of these people in the Pac-12 who looked around and all these teams and people running their teams and running the programs there looking around going, this is all you got? Okay, we'll take a portion of whatever the Big 12 and the Big 10 has just to get away from this. Because the $30 million and the $1 million increment we get every year after in the current TV deal, which is probably less than what everybody else is getting, is better than some Apple streaming mumbo-jumbo that you were trying to sell us. Let's just get away from it. Like, this goes even above and beyond all of the people who made all of that happen and chased all of those teams and programs away. There's just not the same feel about Pac-12 football out here in Southern California, on the West Coast. It, there's not the same feel that there is in other parts of the country. And that's just a fact. You get out to a game in other parts of the country... You get out to a Big Ten game. You get out to an SEC game. You go to an ACC game at Clemson. Go to a Florida State game. There's a different vibe, man. It's a different feel. And people can dismiss it and say, no, no, no. We don't know what you're talking This is a 100% a true story. I remember being at a golf course in Birmingham, Alabama. This is back in 2009-2010. It was when Alabama and Texas were playing in the national championship game. That game was in the Rose Bowl. And I remember it just kind of, you know, thrown out casually because I came from California. So I move out to the south and I'm like, oh, you know, I'm learning like right away. College football is, is everything here. And I remember having a conversation with some guy who was working at the golf course. Big Alabama fan. And that was the game, I believe, Colt McCoy got injured early on and Alabama just ran away with it. But I remember talking to this guy and I was like, hey, you know, so uh, he's like, oh, so where are you from? I was like, oh, L.A., you know, Southern California. He goes, oh, yeah, I'll be there soon. I was like, what are you going out for? He goes, oh, going out uh, for the national championship game. Well, you're going to make it out there. He goes, yeah. I was like, so nice. Like, that, that's probably pretty expensive. He goes, yeah, but, you know, we got like a little bit of a better deal. I was like, oh, what deal is that? And he told me his travel plans. And his travel plans were, we're going to fly to San Diego, then get a car the day of the game and drive up to the Rose Bowl. And he had about a two-hour window to get from the airport all the way up to the game in a rental car 
in rush hour traffic just to be there. And I said, hey, man, have you dealt with L.A. traffic? Do you know what that's like? It's going to like a different level. He goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. We thought about all that. I just got to be there. I got to see my team. Saved up hundreds of dollars to do this. Had to be out there. Had to see his team. It was important. It meant a lot. That doesn't happen for a lot of people that are living in Southern California. A lot of people that are fans of UCLA or USC. That doesn't happen. You've got loyal fans, but you don't have the fan base they do. It just means more. It's always felt like it meant more. It always felt like it was different in other parts of the country than it was here in Pac-12 country. It just does. And when I come back and I tell people that, and they go out and experience an SEC game, they go, you're right. There's somebody that works at a rival radio station and a radio network that used to work at Fox Sports Radio. I'm still friends with them. They have grown up, born and raised in Southern California. Diehard USC fan, or UCLA fan rather, excuse me. Diehard UCLA fan. Love the program. I mean, season ticket hold, you name it. Love it. Grew up, born and raised. Went to one SEC game last year and texted me and said, yep, you were right. Different level. It just matters more. So when you see the ashes that are left behind and you see all of the what is left behind of the Pac-12 and the disaster that it's been, it's because by and large... From the get-go, it's not felt as important as it is in other parts of the country. Oregon's been a great program. There's been great programs. I feel bad for Oregon State. I feel bad for Washington State fans that show up. I feel bad for all of them. But at the top, when it feels like it's not as important or, you know, hey, we're not in so much of a rush. Hey, COVID's here. Well, we'll try and figure something else out. And meanwhile, you've got players in the Big Ten marching and putting up protests and Justin Fields and and Jim Harbaugh, like all of these people that are going to the wall to try and make a season happen. And out here for the the Pac-12, they're just kind of like, well, you know, we got to wait and see. Got to wait. Well, you've been waiting to see. And now you see what happened. Everybody left and they're going to places in which football's a priority, athletics is a priority, and it just means more in those parts of the country. And that's the bottom line. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox, at the Jonas Knox. I think it's still called Twitter. Maybe it's X. Who cares? That's where you can find me. We are going to take you all the way up again until 4 p.m. Eastern time, 1 o'clock Pacific. We are going to have the usuals as well. We've got another edition of Do You Care? We've also got the scraps. It's all yours here, a two hour extra. But we have identified the one job in the world that is absolutely safe. And the reason it's safe is because of you. That's next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hi, this is Jay Glazer, and you may know me from the world of football or fighting or even shows like HBO's Ballers. What you don't know is for my entire life, I have lived in something I refer to as the gray. Depression, anxiety. So now I'm coming out with a new podcast, Unbreakable, a mental health podcast with Jay Glazer, where each week, while we talk about mental health, 
I hope to describe it. Give it words. Listen to Unbreakable with Jay Glazer on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Coming up about 10 minutes from now, we're going to get some inside information on the latest great sports scandal. So stick around for that. That's coming up 10 minutes from now here from the TireRack.com studio. So I have identified what I believe is the most secure job, the safest job in all the land. Like there's a lot of people that have been really concerned about what is everything going to be done with uh, when AI comes around or all these jobs going to be chewed up and spit out. Next thing you know, we're going to have robots doing everything. And it was a slow transition for a lot of people. You go to a grocery store. Next thing you know, there's self-check out i'd also like to say on the record nobody's a better self-checkout guy than i am i am efficient i'm fast i bring my own bags i'm not willing to pay the 10 10 cents and i have bags that are big enough that i can fit everything in it and not have to worry about anybody trying to run over and make sure that i've got enough bags or i need to throw another dime into the pot so i can get a plastic bag from the store you don't have to worry about me i'm in and out but there's a lot of people who try and use self-checkout and they're the worst human beings in the world in my opinion 
Some would argue, you know, there's people in prison that are terrible human beings. I think if you take too long at a self-checkout and you've got more than the 10 or 15 items that are allowed through there, you're a horrendous human being. And I, I don't think 90 days in jail is outside the realm of, of punishment for some of those people. But again, that's for another conversation for another show. But I'd just like to say this. A lot of people are concerned about AI. They're concerned about what's going to happen to their jobs. There's a lot of people that are really concerned about whether or not they're going to be employed. I've identified the safest job in all the land. And the reason it's safe is because of many of you. Comedian. If you are a comedian, your job is safe. You want to know how I know that? Because I watched the Hall of Fame game on Thursday night. That's how I came to this conclusion. Do you want to know what happened in the Hall of Fame game on Thursday night? The lights went out. And what do you think everybody did when they got on social media? Hey, look. Hey, look, everybody. Aaron Rodgers is in the darkness again. <laughs> hey. Hey. Can, can you believe it, guys? He wanted a darkness retreat. Little did he know the darkness retreat was going to happen in an actual game. <laughs> hey, I thought he had crawled out of his hobbit hole, and I thought he had seen the light finally, but apparently somebody in Canton, Ohio, had different story for him, and they had a different result. <laughs> the most cheesy cornball, low-hanging fruit, bad comedy, and so many people took part in it, and people I respect and people that I'm friends with, and it's disgusting. And let me go back on a previous statement. When I said people at the self-checkout stand that take too long and don't know what they're doing are horrendous human beings and deserve 90 days in jail... Anybody that made a darkness joke on Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it or Instachat or Snapface or MySpace or whatever you want to call it. Anybody that made a joke like that, I just want you to know you deserve 91 days in jail because you're not funny. Leave it up to the professionals. Leave it up to some experts. It's Shut why up. I don't stand over my mechanic's shoulders and tell him what goes where and how to plug that in because they're the experts. I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I don't stand over a chef's shoulders and say, hey, buddy, could you make sure you add a little bit more of this and a little bit more of that? Because what the hell do I know? They're the ones putting the meal together. Do what you do. You're the expert. All of you bad comedians, everybody out there who thinks they're funny and they're not, you were exposed on Thursday night. But the good news is if you are a great comedian, if you are a funny comedian, if you're somebody that actually has talent when it comes to the field of comedy, your job is safe. And I would argue the safest job in all the land. So congratulations. There was some good news that came out of all this. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. All right. So speaking of what's not good, there's a little bit of bad news here. Uh, the bad news is the Las Vegas Raiders have a season coming up. That's the bad news. Uh, oof. Here's the latest on the Josh Jacobs drama. So apparently, according to Pro Football Talk and sources that Mike Florio has had conversations with, one of the possibilities and the possible outcomes, although it seems like it's a bit of a long shot, one of the possible outcomes is that 
The Raiders, if Josh Jacobs just seems intent on not wanting to play and not showing up, the Raiders could rescind his franchise tag number. So it would save them $10.1 million, and Josh Jacobs would lose that $10.1 million, but apparently he's okay with it because he's that bent out of shape about the situation with Las Vegas. And so if they rescind the offer, he then becomes a free agent. And you would think, all right, well, this late in the game, he's probably not going to get as much money as he would, like the $10 million on the franchise tag number, which is true. But apparently Josh Jacobs is okay with that. And there are two teams that are interested in Josh Jacobs. Reportedly, the Chiefs and the Broncos would be very interested in Josh Jacobs. So let me just ask you this. What the hell is Devontae Adams thinking? He just got there last March. <laughs> Devontae Adams got there last March. And he's looking around going, hey, man, there's a lot to like here. I got the quarterback who I've always wanted to play with. He's one of my close, dear friends. I played with him in college, so I may be leaving Aaron Rodgers, but at least I'm going to play with Derek Carr. I got a ton of weapons around me, guys like Darren Waller and Josh Jacobs. Man, and I'm in Las Vegas. This is going to be fun, guys. And Derek Carr is gone. And Darren Waller is gone. And Josh Jacobs looks like he might be gone. And Devontae Adams is looking around going, Jesus, what what happened here? It's like a little kid walking around with cotton candy at a carnival. And he's looking the other way. He's like two or three bites into it. And somebody spills a soda on his cotton candy and it vanishes. And the kid turns to take a bite and it's all gone. He's just holding that little like uh, paper straw handle. And he's looking at the cotton candy and he's going, what happened here? He's like the warden in Shawshank, man up and vanish like a fart in the wind. Devontae Adams has got to be looking around going, I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> this, this is not what I envisioned. Like, I, was, I was expecting all pros around me. I was expecting the quarterback I always wanted to play with. And instead, I ended up with Derek Carr partway, Jared Stidham, And then Jimmy Garoppolo, who may or may not be healthy. They say he is. He passed his physical, and maybe he is, and maybe. And you're clearly the worst team in the division. That's why when you hear these rumblings about, you know, Devontae Adams, I mean, he might be on his way out as well, too. He's got to be looking around, and when he makes those comments and he's questioning the front office and the organization and what the plan is and what's going on, at this point, he might have every right to. Because what he was expecting and what he's gotten in a little over a year is wild. When you consider all the optimism and all the hope that the Raiders had, oh, they rid themselves of John Gruden, the toxic culture is gone, everything's fine, and here we are. The season's a month away, and they are clearly, by far and away, the worst team in the division. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. You know what's not worse? You know what's not bad? You know what's fantastic? tire rack and the summer of tire rack sweepstakes rolls on one winner has already been selected to win a set of four brand new tires that's right anthony k from huntingtonburg indiana was our first winner and now you can be next two more winners have the opportunity to win a set of four tires plus installation taxes and fees valued it up to check this out fifth 
$1,500. Enter daily, which gets you a new entry into the contest every single day at FoxSportsRadio.com to boost your chances to win. Two more winners will take home a set of four new tires between now and August 27th. The second winner will be selected next weekend. To enter and get rules, visit FoxSportsRadio.com. Sponsored by TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. All right, so coming up next, we are going to get some inside information on the latest scandal in the world of sports that's yours but for all the latest from around the world of sports make some noise for kevin wired earp wired up is my friend how about that that, i love that drop right there i think that's what i missed about working saturday afternoons the most is that uh, wired earp uh, reference there wired up is my friend (laughs) by the way that was kind of, you know, from his deathbed. I mean, how, how about the fact that Iowa Sam got up enough courage and strength to take a post hole digger and dig up the remnants of Doc Holliday to have him give you a shout out here on national radio on a Saturday? I mean, he's a man of many talents right there, so. You smell that? Smells like someone died. Uh, that's enough. There we go. How could you? Wide up is my friend. I know he is. We heard you, Doc. Hey, Doc, could you crawl back down there, please? We're trying to do an update. Thank well, you. Well, there is a lot of lawlessness, it seems like, going on in college athletics right now. We don't know who's in charge or what things are going to look like over the next few years. The Pac-12 circling the drain. Oregon and Washington have accepted invitations to join the Big Ten for the 2024 season. And with that conference all but dead, Arizona, Arizona State, Utah applied for and unanimously approved to join the Big 12. So California, Stanford, Oregon State, Washington State are the only remaining members in what's still known as the Pac-12. And with Florida State, they made noise about leaving the ACC over the last couple of days. So the situation at college athletics nationally is just still very fluid. Major League Baseball, we've got three games in action right now in the Bronx. The Yankees leading the Astros 2-1. They're in the top of the sixth inning. The Tigers with a 3-1 lead over the Rays. They're in the bottom of the fifth inning. Braves and Cubs just getting started at Wrigley Field. They are scoreless in the bottom of the first. In the Women's World Cup, Spain knocks Switzerland out of the tournament with a 5-1 win. They advance to the quarterfinals. Japan bouncing Norway 3-1 to reach the round of eight. And one more round of 16 matches set for tonight. The Netherlands will face South South Africa's kickoff set for 10 o'clock Eastern on Fox. And in NFL news, Saints head coach Dennis Allen saying that running back Ina Benjamin has been diagnosed with a torn Achilles and his season is likely over. Back over to you, Jonas. Thank you, Kevin. Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio. Wide up is my friend. I know he is. Doc, please. Just close the lid uh, to the coffin, please. Get back down there. All right, we're trying to do a radio show. Let me tell you something, though. I, hey, you know what you, you, you got to look forward to, Doc? You're not getting chewed up by mosquitoes. My The bottom of my legs look like Braille. Because these like, ankle-biting mosquitoes, apparently that's a thing. It was a thing last year. I've still got scars from it. They have just disintegrated my body. That's the pro- Like when you've never smoked a cigarette in your life, I think mosquitoes identify you and go, that's the one we're going to chew on today. You know, we don't want to, we don't want to, if you're a mosquito, you don't want to be flying around smelling like a, a pack of Marlboros. So if you're a mosquito, you just find whoever's got the freshest blood and say, you know what? That one works for me. All right. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and go with that one. And apparently I'm the one. So I got to do something about it. But that's a problem for somebody else. So let's go live to our I happen to be an expert when it comes to mosquitoes insider. Iowa Sam for the latest Sam. 
Jonas, I think it's your soft, supple, pasty skin that they're after. You know, you're always moisturizing. You got, uh, you know, you got that nice, soft skin. That's it's just like a tender piece of meat. First of all, I don't always moisturize, and I, I never moisturize my ankles. Well, Lavar says you moisturize everywhere. We'll save that one as a drop. That's uh, Bo. If you get F eight that behind the scenes. By the way, for those of you non-radio people who want to know what F eight means, uh, there's a, a recording uh, program called Adobe Audition. <laughs> it's a key on your you, keyboard. Yeah, and when you press the F eight button, it automatically marks a piece of sound. And so when you're trying to catch a host or somebody on air say something that could be interpreted or misrepresented later on to make them look foolish, you just hit F eight. You save it in a file, and then you have a bunch of drops. And Iowa Sam right now on his board can play a drop of somebody here at Fox Sports Radio making a comment that sounds weird when you play it back afterwards. And all of that was done because of the F8 button. So there's that. I pulled my thing out. Yeah, like right there. (laughs) Totally taken out of context. But that's the problem. You work with enough hooligans behind the scenes and they're going to make you sound like an a-hole later on. All right, so... Uh, coming up in, we'll call it uh, 12 minutes from now, we are going to have another edition of Do You Care? It's where you guys have been making a big fuss about a lot of things in the world of sports, and we're going to tell you why none of it matters. That's coming up 12 minutes from now. But let's have a discussion here about somebody that's got inside intimate knowledge of a scandal in the world of sports. Now, a lot of people ask me, when you think of – it's like if, if you think of, the, you know, Buffalo, New York, what do you think of when you think of Buffalo? Oh, I think of wings and I think of the bills. It's like, oh, OK. What do you think of when you think of L.A.? Oh, I think of beaches and I think of Hollywood and entertainment. It's like, OK, that, that, that's awesome. You know, what do you think of when you think of Texas? I think of barbecue and I think like every like somebody like a state or a city, they represent something in your mind. And, and it used to be that when people ask me about the state of Iowa, I always had two go-tos, and now I've got to add a third. Because when you think of the state of Iowa, you think of, obviously, Iowa Sam. That's number one. Number two, you think of crop circles. And now we can add number three, degenerate gamblers. Because apparently, that's a thing in the state of Iowa, you got Iowa State players. You've got Iowa Hawkeye players. You got some players taking this degenerate gambling habit all the way to the NFL and then getting popped another six games. So we have got somebody with intimate knowledge, inside information as to why Iowa is now the gambling hotbed on planet Earth. None other than Iowa Sam live from a crop circle next to a slot machine in the middle of Des Moines, Iowa Sam, <laughs> can you share your intel on why you you guys in Iowa are degenerate flunky gamblers all of a sudden? Well, I wouldn't say I have inside knowledge, but from what I've gathered, um, Iowa was one of the first states, after the U.S. Supreme Court legalized sports betting across the entire country, Iowa was one of the first states to uh, have legalized sports betting within the state, and they created several uh, sports books, and I think it just became a thing in the state um, a little bit before other states got into this, and um, the rules weren't quite uh, emphasized yet, and uh, the boundaries weren't set, and now these Iowa and Iowa State players have kind of set or become an example for what not to do when you're a uh, college athlete and your eligibility is at stake 
because um, like Iowa State quarterback Hunter Deckers, he placed a wager on <laughs> Iowa He's State the one. host. Well, no, it's it's it was it was several. I it was you know it's wrestlers, basketball players, football players. It was uh, quite a few uh, student athletes from both schools. But he placed a wager on Iowa State hosting Oklahoma State back in 2021, a game in which Iowa State won 24-21 to sort of salvage their season, at least for the moment. Yeah, because Oklahoma State was eighth in the country. They were eighth. They were undefeated. Iowa State had already lost uh, two games, uh, one to Iowa, and I can't remember the other one. Uh, But that was the year that, you know, they had Brees Hall, Brock Purdy. they were supposed to, you know, win the the Big Twelve that year. A lot of expectations. It was it was definitely a disappointing year. But Hunter Deckers was the backup quarterback to to uh, Brock Purdy, and he placed, I believe, a five dollar wager on the Cyclones, and that is a big no no. And several other these student athletes from Iowa and Iowa State have also bet on their own team and on their school. And hmm. we're we're learning now that that's a uh, a big big no no. By the way, if you're wondering which one Iowa Sam rooted for, you can obviously tell it's the Hawkeyes because he clearly made sure to leave out the fact that a kicker. Yes, I'm for sorry. Iowa yeah. bet on the under. Well, I actually Cyhawk bull. <laughs> I'll, I'll be truthful. I'll be truthful. I didn't hey, know hey. who this Blom character was. I he was the backup kicker, and I I have to admit I did not know. Okay. I didn't really know who he was. Well, but he well, bet, well, let me yeah. let me fill you in on why this guy's a genius. Okay, he's a backup kicker. He bet on the Cyhawk Bowl, and for you newbies out there, I had to teach Iowa Sam this. The Cyhawk Bowl is Cyclones and Hawkeyes. Yeah, That's yeah, what I call it. I appreciate you uh, informing Bowl. me on that. Uh, the fact that they played early in the season is bothersome to me, and it still bothers me. I don't like that. It should be later in the year, but who cares? Uh, but point is, this kicker bet on the under of that game in 2021. And it hit. It hit by a point. <laughs> I mean, so, like, I, I mean, are we really going to crucify this kid because he's good at gambling? I mean, what well, do you want from him? He clearly knows Iowa's uh, defensive style and the fact that, um, yeah, he picked the under for, I think it was 45 total and it was um, 44. All right. All kidding aside, here's where this would be problematic. If he was a, a kicker who actually partook in games and not like a couple here or there and made a couple of appearances, but if he was a kicker who was the starting kicker for that game and he was betting on the under, then we got a problem. Yes. Because that means he's probably missing extra points or kicks because he's got money on the game. So... That is the latest from the sports book in the corn called Iowa and Iowa State football. I mean, it really is something, man. I mean, what, and and yeah. also, I'd, li- I'd like to point out, very, very strange how you picked the one week not to show up and help us out on Two Pros and a Cup of Joe. The one week you picked to not show up. You've been here for weeks and weeks and weeks. The one week you pick is when this story all of a sudden popped up. And I'm not saying one okay. had something to do with the other, but come on. Jonas, come on. Okay, this story in 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 truth started to come out back in May, and uh, you know now we've actually had some you know charges that have been like criminal charges that have been brought against some of these guys because they tried to hide the fact that they were on these apps, you know, and so there there's like tampering charges and uh, you know tampering with evidence now, and stuff. So it's now, definitely come more to the forefront, but it did come. The story did come out back in May. Now let me ask you a question. Are these silos in Iowa, are they actually progressive slot machines and they're just disguised as holding things that are that are good for the environment or holding corn or whatever it mm. is? Like, right. are, are the barns, is that actually, like, when you open up a barn door in Iowa, do you walk in there and there's, like, a bunch of people playing Texas Hold'em? Like, how far does this go when it comes to the gambling in the state of Iowa? Like, what are we looking at? Like, maybe in the movie Field of Dreams, 
when James Earl Jones disappeared into the corn, he walked right into somebody playing Keno. Like maybe, she, and also the fact that, hey, and Shoeless Joe Jackson was busted for gambling and that took place in Iowa, it all makes sense. Iowa's the new gambling hotbed. <laughs> Vegas can go screw itself. Yeah, I mean, listen, some of these barns just out in the middle of nowhere, maybe there's, God. you know, people aren't living on that property anymore. You pull those big barn doors back and oh. it's, it's a casino parlor in there. God, man. that's great. Yep. That's great, man. Yeah, there's Good a whole you guys. economy and a whole hey. underground economy. If you ever seen the movie Boiler Room, one of the opening scenes, whole big uh big uh, you know, blackjack and uh, and uh gambling and poker State of uh, Iowa. Yeah. It all happened there. With a the new boiler See? room. Yeah. yeah. And all, all you haters out there who said, Man, all Iowa's known for is cow tipping crop circles and, and baseball movies. Screw you. Known for gambling now, too. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. By the way, brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. So coming up next, we are going to have another edition of Do You Care right here on FSR. There is something out there, Ray. And if I had the courage to go through with this, what a story it'll make. Shoeless Joe Jackson comes to Iowa. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, coming up in a little over 10 minutes from now from the TireRack.com studios. I'm going to tell you why. There is something that many people in sports and in media and in television and in radio, and they tell you why it doesn't matter and it shouldn't matter. And I'm going to tell you why it does and why you should care. That's coming up here in a little over 10 minutes from now. But right now, speaking of caring, it's time for a little something we do on the show called this. There are so many stories in the world of sports, and most of them are a complete waste of time. TMZ reports. Now, let's get kinky. Here's some of the big stories from the last week. But Jonas, the real question is, do you care? And for that, we turn it over to our executive producer, Bo Benson, to find out what the hell people have been talking about all week. Bo? All right, Jonas. So uh, everybody's favorite, the Detroit Lions, say they do not, uh, they feel energized by the fan pride in the team saying that the expectations are not a burden. Do you care? Yeah, I do. I love this for the I Lions. Love it. I, I love, love it. it for Lions fans. The fact that they're the favorite to win the division, the fact that there's expectations they're going to be a playoff team, and they've built this team the way they had through the draft. They've brought back guys like Chris Spielman. They've repaired relationships from players in the past, and they've built this in a family-type way to where they focused on their roots as the Detroit Lions, going through all of these losing seasons and these winless seasons and just the awful look the Lions have given their fans and the fact that their season tickets have all sold out and it's the first time in Ford Field history. Go Lions! I love Dan Campbell. Love the story. Next! After choosing not to become sellers at the MLB trade deadline, uh, the Angels aren't sure when Shohei Otani will make his next start. He had to leave early due to cramping in his last start. Do you care at all? I don't care about any of it. Listen, Joey Otani is going to be fine. You got a bunch of voyeurs in Major League Baseball who realize the Angels have a hot girlfriend and they want to know when she's going to be single because they expect that they're going to break up soon. Mind your business, and I hope he re-signs with the Angels. Next. 
Alabama head coach Nick Saban uh, shut down questions about the uh, Crimson Tide's quarterback battle, saying there's been really good competition among the quarterbacks, uh, and there's no starter named yet. Do you care about this one? Not really. Listen, Nick Saban, I, 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 I just want Nick Saban to be asked this question more and more because the closer we get to the season, the more agitated he gets and the better it is for us because we're going to have drops from Nick Saban as he pounds the podium and gives media members a look of just what's wrong with you? Why are you asking me that question? And it's just his way of deflecting stuff. He's the master at it. And I love me some red ass Nick Saban. But this story, whatever. Next. You know what elephant doo-doo is? <laughs> LSU's head coach Brian <laughs> Kelly says that the team's new injury reporting process is a proactive response to legalized sports gambling, uh, citing you know scenarios like gamblers hounding staff for inside information uh, that he wants to try to avoid that. Do you care at all? I mean, yeah, I do. Listen, uh, I'm a yeah. big fan of sports betting. Uh, everybody knows that. I love me some sports betting. I have newfound respect for the state of Iowa now that I know that they're filled. I mean, filling, like, overflowing with degenerate gamblers. I think it's a wonderful story. Yeah, listen, whoever it is, whether you want to be a Cajun sports gambler, whether you want to be uh, sort of a hoity-toity South Bend sports gambler, whatever you are, you are all second place, and we have just learned that this week to the state of Iowa. Next. All right. Steve Kerr said questions about Chris Paul's role with the team are going to have to wait until training camp gets going uh, so they can look at how different combinations with the uh, Warriors lineup looks together on the floor. Do you care? No, I don't. Come on, I don't man. care. I'm leaving. Goodbye. Look, football's right around the corner. Who gives a rip about the NBA? That's Stop. right. Stop trying to force feed this stuff. Stop trying to put Dame Lillard news in some of the in some of the cycles that are out there. Like, mind your business. You had your run. It ended in June. Now we move on to football. Next. California celebrity Hank the Tank, uh, a female black bear, was captured in Lake Tahoe with her three cubs. She's going to be safely re- relocated to Colorado to safeguard both herself and the local community after her uh, string of break-ins do you care why all the way to colorado there's not enough like open land there's a i guess i guess it's a wildlife sanctuary that she'll be going to i mean come on man I love it. Also, I love how this is the priority for California. You know, it's like that mountain lion that wanted to play bumper cars on the 101 uh, a few weeks back and got murdered. It's like, come on. Isn't there other things you can worry about in this state other than bears and mountain lions? I don't care. The Pac-12 is circling the drain. Oregon and Washington have accepted invitations to join the Big Ten for the 2024 season. And with that conference all but dead, Arizona and Arizona State, along with Utah, applied for and were unanimously approved to join the Big 12. That leaves just California, Stanford, Oregon State, and Washington State as the only remaining members in what's still known as the Pac-12. Florida State also made noise about leaving the ACC over the last couple days, which means the situation in college athletics nationally is still very fluid. Major League Baseball, we have three games in action right now. In the Bronx, the Yankees with a 2-1 lead over the Astros. They are heading into the top of the eighth inning. In Detroit, the Tigers on top of the race, 4-1. They are heading into the seventh. The Cubs with an early lead over the Braves, 5-1. They're in the bottom of the second inning. And in the NFL, running back Eno Benjamin of the Saints has been diagnosed with a torn Achilles. I'm Kevin Wired. What a title. Are you ready? Prince of Darkness. The Prince of Darkness. The Prince of Darkness is in the house. I'm the man up in this piece. Jonas Knox. I don't shine shoes anymore. <laughs> yeah, Chief. This will be good. Jonas Knox is coming through your speakers like a right cross from a boxer that you've never heard of. They run through our ass like 
through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop them. And now, live from the TireRack.com studios of Fox Sports Radio. What are you talking about? What is this, your first day on the job? Here's Jonas Knox. Get in the fast lane, Grandma. The bingo game is ready to roll. So there's something that I've realized that I believe a lot of us have in common. It involves football and it involves vacation. I'll tell you what that is coming up here in just a couple of moments from now. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. You can listen to this show as always on the iHeartRadio app. You can find this on hundreds of affiliates all across the country. And wherever you are making us a part of your Saturday afternoon, we appreciate you doing so. We are going to take you all the way up until 4 p.m. Eastern time, 1 o'clock Pacific. And we do it all live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be so i've noticed something about myself and i'll I'll start off by saying i believe that i'm going to be in the minority on this or at least the minority when it comes to the media and maybe yourself as well too but the older i get the more i enjoy preseason football and I can't figure I, I was trying to I was thinking about it because I was really excited for the Hall of Fame game when it came up. And look, I acknowledge you look, the starters aren't going to be playing most of the time. You're not going to get the stars. It's going to be some guys who are going to be playing in these games that aren't going to sniff an NFL roster when it comes to the regular season. Most of these guys are getting camp tryouts and then they'll get dwindled down, especially the early preseason games. You get a lot of guys who aren't going to make the first cut or the second cut, let alone be a practice squad player or even on an active roster. And so this is it for those guys, which look, there is something to that as well, too. I'm happy for those players because you can say whatever you want about Yeah, well, you never actually played in an NFL game. It's kind of cool when you can say, yeah, I didn't play in a regular season game, but at least I got to play in an NFL game. And you can go back and look at the highlights and all that. So I think that stuff is cool. But it goes beyond that. I, I couldn't figure out. I'm like, why am I excited about this? And then it occurred to me, you know what preseason football's like? It's like that beer you have in the airport when you're waiting for your flight. Everybody loves that beer. And you want to know why you love that beer? Because it's a sign that vacation is right around the corner. Now, you could go one step further and say, well, what about packing for your trip? I don't know about you. I'm terrible at packing. I, I, I don't know. Like, I can't figure out how people can fit all that stuff into one bag and just use a carry-on. I try my damnedest. I've gotten better at it. I've actually looked at YouTube videos to see how people professionally pack, how they, how they navigate through stuffing clothes inside their shoes, how they roll their clothes instead of folding it. What they, I've tried. I'm still not great at it. I'm trying to get better. I don't, I don't vacation that much anyways or travel that much anyway, so it's not like it's a problem that's at the, the, the first thing I think of every day but I'm not good at it so I'm not going to go as far as say it's like packing for a trip but there is something to you get to the airport you park 
If you don't want to pay the ridiculous airport parking prices, you park at one of those places that's away from the airport. You take a shuttle to get there. You grab your bags. You hop on the shuttle. You get to the airport. You go through security. You check your bag. You do what you do. Uh, just everything's uh, they're, they're going through. They've got a wand here and this here, and you don't have TSA pre-check, and you always meant to get it, but you forgot this time. Finally, you get through all that crap, and you have whatever you're taking with you on the plane, and you look down at your phone, and you realize we got like an hour 10 until our flight's here, which means we got like 40 minutes until we board, which means we got 40 minutes to have cocktails. And so what do you do? You pull up to one of those crummy little restaurants in which I'm not even sure if anybody actually ever cleans those tables when anybody leaves because they turn and burn them so fast. It's like a rush hour lunch at a restaurant all day long in an airport. So they're just turning and burning real quick. So you don't even know if they've been cleaned and you don't care. You sit down there, you get yourself a nice cold beer and it goes down and you're thinking to yourself, It's all gravy from here. All we got to do is sit on a plane and we're off and running and we are away on vacation. It's not quite vacation, but that airport beer, that cocktail in the airport when you're waiting to go on vacation, isn't it glorious? Some would argue it's the greatest beer or cocktail you'll ever have. Some could make that case. And do you want to know why? Because you know, everything beyond that point is vacation. Do you want to know why I like preseason football? Because I know everything beyond this point is vacation. Yeah, it's not ideal. I get so the table hasn't been cleaned, so they don't even paint the end zones in most these stadiums, so you're not going to get the starters. And yeah, maybe it's not the best beer that you've ever seen in the beer lineup you've ever seen on draft. You prefer something else, and maybe they don't have all that. But you know what it is? It's a signal. It's a flare gun shot into the sky from the gods walking amongst us saying football's right around the corner. You got no worries. You don't have to you don't have to sit through another bad baseball game or some awful NBA playoff game and get people at certain networks to try and sell you on why this is the so important and it's earth-shattering and it's the most important thing you'll talk about all day long. You don't have to worry about any of that crap anymore. You just sit back you enjoy, you enjoy a nice cold beer at an airport lounge. You watch people coming and going. Some people are scurrying to their gate because they're afraid they're going to miss their flight. Other people are haggling with the person at the front gate wanting to know why can't we get on that plane? Why won't you just let us on even though the plane's already de- already departing? And what are they going to do? Like pull an Argo and try and jump on the runway and see if you can get there in time? No, no, no. You're just sitting back. And you're relaxing, getting a little bit of a buzz on so you can take a little bit of a nap. And then once you land, you are off and running. You're on vacation. The NFL season is vacation. And preseason football, those are those airport beers, those airport cocktails. Maybe a Bloody Mary, if you will. Maybe a Michelada, if you're in the mood. But all it is is a signal that football's right around the corner. And I didn't realize it until Thursday night when I was thinking, why am I excited about this game? Aaron Rodgers isn't playing. Massage Watson's not playing. Why am I getting excited about the Jets and the Browns? I'm not a Jets or a Browns fan. What do I care about this? They don't even have proper electricity at these games. 
a few years ago, the turf was melting at the Hall of Fame game. I mean, you had uh, the showers breaking after the game. Like, it is the most nickel-and-dime football setup we've ever seen. They didn't even sell it out, and yet I'm sitting here excited about it because I realize, oh, that's the beer before we depart to have more beers. And I'm into it, and you should be too. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Get me on Twitter. At the Jonas Knox. A lot of people fired up, man. A lot of people really, really, really excited about what we've done so far in the program. If you are new to this program and you're trying to figure out, like, well, what's your gauge? Do you have any proof on that? You got some ratings? No. Got some positive feedback, though. Like Paul who writes in, and he made sure to include Nate Diaz and Jake Paul in this tweet. Hey, Nate Diaz, after you stomp the bleep out of that bleep wad, Jake Paul, can you do us all a favor and do the same to this D-less bleep smoker, wannabe clout-chasing bleep? me bro troy writes in the pasty ass bandit jonas knox and your group of bleeps can finally sit out in the sofi parking lot during your bleep t swift concerts trading worthless eras bracelet bracelets and doing useless tiktok dances since you broke bum asses can't afford tickets he said that brian writes in You bleep and demented bleep. Get back into your fetal and ass position, bitching more about irrelevant college football changing and how you're going to boycott and protest. You bleep-packing puffer. Oh. A guy who has a Twitter account by the name of Eat Bleep and Die writes in, While most of your takes reek like hot garbage, I wholeheartedly concur with your self-checkout observation. The great flaw in self-checkout is having to rely on the competency of your fellow Americans, which is an exercise in futility. Have you seen those people? I am outraged. First things first, appreciate the positive feedback from Eat, S, and Die. Oh. Secondly, I have seen those people, and they disgust me. If you take too long at self-checkout, if you're like, if you grab four avocados and you don't know where the sticker is to scan it across, just go to, go, go to a professional. Let the rest of us borderline professionals who have the intelligence to get through a self-checkout line in a, in a fast fashion, let us get through there so we're not waiting in line for you to figure out how to spell tomatoes as you try and type in the bag that you grab from the produce section. Let's go while we're young. At the Jonas Knox on Twitter, at the Jonas Knox on Twitter, or X, or whatever you want to call it, uh, if you would like to see the unedited versions of all those tweets. Instant chat or whatever it is. Thank you, Coach. Bill Belichick joining us here from a Comrex field tap. All right, uh, Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio. Coming up next, though. We're going to talk about how a lot of people were exposed. There's a lot of people out there, a lot of haters. You might even be one of them. You were exposed just a couple of days ago by an NFL star. That's next. Yeah, have fun with that. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. 
featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. <laughs> the hell is this? Uh, all right, so coming up in, we'll, we'll call it a little over 10 minutes from now, there is, I, I feel like there's a certain group in the world of football that is being left out. And I think they're being left out because of nerds. So we will explain why that is, again, coming up here in a little over 10 minutes from now from the TireRack.com studios. So I thought that there was a bunch of people who got exposed over the last couple of days by an NFL star. And it's so obvious when this stuff happens because you can pinpoint it and you can see how this is all going. So everybody acknowledges and understands that this is a really pivotal year for the Dallas Cowboys, right? And it's a pivotal year for the Dallas Cowboys because there's really no more excuses, right? There's no more scapegoats. There's no more, well, it was Kellen Moore. Well, it was this. Well, like, there's a reason why the odds have the Dallas Cowboys as one of the favorites. If you're, if you're looking at favorites to win it all. Like, if you're just looking, if you were to go to the NFL and you were to say, all right, so who are the teams that are most likely to win a Super Bowl? Like, if you just, like, looked around the NFL and you were to say, all right, so so what teams are most likely to win a Super Bowl? One of the teams that's in the top five or six or seven, depending on where you look, is the Dallas Cowboys, according, according to the odds. So the Cowboys are 14 to 1 to win the Super Bowl which puts them in the family of the Bengals and the Jets and the Ravens and teams like that. 
And the reason Dallas is that high up or the reason why it wouldn't be that much of a surprise if the Cowboys actually did pull it off, even though I don't believe it's going to happen, but they're a team that is at least in the conversation is because say whatever you want about them. They're really talented. Like they have a lot of really good football players, but because they're the Dallas Cowboys, the way we judge them and look at them is kind of skewed a little bit because you're either on one side or you're the other. You either fanboy out for the Cowboys and you either love the Dallas Cowboys and they're America's team and you are all about Dallas and you are all about, or you're on the other side and you're sick of hearing about them and you're sick of hearing about what they're expected to do and you're sick of hearing Jerry Jones and you're sick of America's team and all of that stuff and you root for them to fail. So much so, there have been television shows that have stood the test of time based on the Dallas Cowboys making up 60 to 65 or 70% of their material, even in non-NFL weeks. Like, they, they're the lightning rod team, and credit to Jerry Jones for doing it. But everybody acknowledges that this is a pivotal year because they're loaded. There's no more scapegoats. Yes, Philadelphia is very good. They were just in a Super Bowl. But if you believe in Super Bowl hangovers, that would stand to reason that would be good news for the Cowboys. I'm not a believer in the Giants this year. I think the Giants won some games and had some things go their way last year. I think they're going to take a step back, and I definitely don't believe in Washington. But I think Dallas is a playoff team, and it would not shock me if Dallas won the division. Would not shock me at all. So there's a reason why there is some hype about the Cowboys this year, but it is a pivotal year. And so it goes back to the same old question of Dak Prescott. And I feel like there were a lot of Dak Prescott haters that got exposed this week. Because one of the stories that made its rounds in the NFL was at Cowboys training camp in Oxnard, or some people call it Noxnard, depending on who you ask. Yes. At Cowboys training camp, Trayvon Diggs was heard saying to Dak Prescott, quote, shut your bitch ass up. Now, what do you think that meant for Cowboy haters and Dak Prescott haters? Oh, even his own teammates don't respect him. Nobody would talk to Tom Brady like that. Ha ha. You know, could you imagine anybody saying that to Patrick Mahomes on the Chiefs? That would never happen. Ma, there's no respect for Dak Prescott. And so they asked Dak Prescott about it. He didn't think it was that big of a deal. And then they asked Trayvon Diggs about it, and he had this to say. Yeah, it's just practice. I don't know why everybody's making that such a big thing. Like, it's football. This is what we do. This is what goes on on the field. I don't know why people are in the business anyway. It's all love. It's friendly. Like, it's nothing against them. It's nothing like like that. So, you know, just, you know, people just want something to talk about. You know, people create narratives of how they want to justify a situation. But then, you know, that's my guy. You know, we got his back 100%. No one can say anything to us about anything. You know, we're going out there every day and playing for each other every Sunday. So, like, regardless of what happens on the practice field, what sure. we're doing, we making each other better. We're trying to get better. People just need to mind their business. Like, yeah. Period. He's 100% right. It's a non-story. Who cares? So he said, shut your bitch ass. Who cares? 
It's not a sign of disrespect. I got news for you. I have been called a son of a bee thousands of times in my life. I've been called a son of a bee by friends, people that I piss off in traffic, coworkers. I, you, I think my dad even called me a son of a bee one time. Did I take it literally? Was my dad calling my mom a name when he was calling me a name? No. And were my friends calling my mom a name when they were... No. They know how I feel about my mom. My best friend in the world. They're my hero. Like, like right up there. With uh, over everybody else in my life. As far as influence and, and what, what inspires me and all of that stuff. I never one time took it as, oh, that's disrespect, and they're calling her a name. No, they're not. And if my friends are doing it, they're busting balls. And sometimes if you're not busting balls, things get contentious. And so what? Him and Dak Prescott were talking trash to each other. Dak was talking trash to him, too. Neither one of them cared. Nobody cared. You know who cared? Dak Prescott haters. I actually think... What happened with Ryan Tannehill years ago at a Dolphins practice was much worse. Ryan Tannehill years ago in a Dolphins practice, and this came out, it might have been Armando Salguera of the Miami Herald. I forget who it was that reported on this. And if it wasn't Armando, my apologies. By the way, he does a great job. Uh, But there was a report out that how things got contentious at Dolphins practice and some of the practice, like one of the practice squad players ended up intercepting a pass from Ryan Tannehill and ended up playing really well in a practice, so much so that Tannehill made a comment to him, something like, that's why you're not a real player or you're not a real player or uh, that, that's why you don't make game checks. Or there was something along those lines, but, but in the tone of you're less than us, Because we're players who play on Sundays and you don't. And to me, that just comes off as kind of douchey. You know, that's that's, that's just douchey. That's like when Tyreek Hill tells the guy at the marina in Miami that he slapped. Like, uh, you know, I could buy this boat and you too. It's like, okay, dude, what, what are you? That's just douchey. To me, that's worse. Trayvon Diggs talking trash back and forth with Dak Prescott and that's a story it's a story because people don't like Dak Prescott people want him to fail people are, are, are want, want to make sure that their argument is on the right side of things and so they look for every little thing to pick apart to say oh yeah we knew it all along and see here's the proof even his own teammates don't respect him dude they're talking trash like teammates fight in practice I guess, I, I, like the fact that this was run with, it just told me everything I needed to know about who really makes up a large majority of what we do. It's cowboy haters. It's Dak Prescott haters. Like fans running with it with all. But, but uh, you think anybody on the Bengals would say this to Joe Burrow? If they did, who cares? And I got news for you. If they did, we'd probably never hear about it. And you want to know why? Because they're not the Cowboys. And they're not Dak Prescott. This is also, we were talking about this on Two Pros and a Cup of Joe on Friday. This is also why I'm a firm believer. I don't think cameras 
or media access should be allowed at training camp practices. I really don't. And I don't care that you're trying to build um, your brand and you're trying to get notoriety and you want to drive stories and you want to make sure that everything is covered. I don't care about any of that crap. I, it's, it's when people take moments like this and run with it, when you're not in the practice and you're not involved, nobody goes to you on your commute to work and judge you on your work based on your commute. Like if you're driving to work and you go to cut a fart and next thing you know, you got to pull off to the side of the road and you're wringing out your dockers poop fest and dumping a bottle of Aquafina on them because you don't want anybody to notice when you get into the office is anybody at your work judging you on your performance that day based on the fact that you crapped yourself on accident on the way in? No. And you want to know why? Because you weren't actually working or clocked in or in the office. That was your commute. This is their commute to the season. Who gives a rip what goes on? Who cares? If somebody throws an interception or fumbles a snap, who cares? You don't think Tom Brady ever threw a pick? Or ever got into a jawing match with one of his teammates? Is he judged on that? Man, Tom Brady, those seven Super Bowls, all of that's great. But man, what about that one time he had a bad practice and threw a bad interception? Nobody cares. They don't care. So the idea that all of this stuff sparked up and it made stories and we did headlines about it and people did full segments on it, you know what that tells me? That tells me those Dak Prescott haters are out in full force. And they are waiting for him to stumble this year so they can pounce on him yet again. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox, at the Jonas Knox on Twitter. All right, so coming up next here, we are going to have a discussion about how nerds have ruined it for an entire group of football players. We'll tell you why that is here on FSR, but for all the latest from around the world of sports, walking through a swinging barn door. With a side piece, a sheriff's badge, and a mustache that won't quit, we present to you, Kevin Wired Earp. Wired Earp is my friend. Kicking that barn door open with my boot right there. Damn right, and you got a spur on the back. Yeah. And it spins in the wind. Well, speaking of lawlessness out west, the Pac-12, college athletics just seems to be in complete disarray right now. The Pac-12 all but dead as Oregon, Washington accepting invitations to join the Big Ten for the 2024 season. And with that conference circling the drain, Arizona, Arizona State, Utah applying for and unanimously approved to join the Big 12. So it's just California, Stanford, Oregon State, and Washington State that is left in what at least is still for now known as the Big 12. Also, Florida State making some noise. They're talking about possibly leaving the ACC. They've been saying that over the last couple days. So right now, the situation in college athletics is just incredibly fluid. In Major League Baseball, we've had one game go final already today. The Yankees hold off the Astros 
3-1 over in the Bronx. We've got a couple more games in action right now. Tigers on top of the Rays, 4-2. They're heading into the eighth inning in Detroit. Cubs with a 5-2 lead over the Braves in the top of the fourth. We have another game coming up. Uh, actually, we have three games coming up at 4 o'clock Eastern. Marlins and Rangers in Arlington. Blue Jays will face the Red Sox in Boston. And the Nationals will square off with the Reds in Cincinnati. Women's World Cup action on Saturday. Spain knocking Switzerland out of the tournament with a 5-1 win. They advance to the quarterfinals. Japan bounces Norway 3-1 to reach the round of eight. And one more round of 16 match set for tonight. The Netherlands will face South Africa. Kickoff set for 10 o'clock Eastern on Fox. And in NFL news, Saints head coach Dennis Allen saying that running back Eno Benjamin has been diagnosed with a torn Achilles. His season is likely over. Back to you, Jonas. Thanks, Kevin. Jonas Knox here on Fox Sports Radio. Up is my friend. Yes, he is. Thank you, Doc. By the way, uh, somebody woke Doc Holiday back up, and uh, and he is still joining us here, which is interesting. Hell of a guest list, though. Shout out to Bo Benson, our executive producer, working hard on the weekend. So far, we have heard from Bill Belichick, Jason Smith, and Doc Holiday's corpse here on the show. So a full guest list here on a Saturday of Sports Talk Radio in August. All right. So we are going to have the scraps coming up in about 15 minutes from now here on FSR. And in this edition of the scraps, I'm going to talk to you about how there is something that everybody is really, really looking forward to. I mean, everybody. And I don't care if you are a celebrity. I don't care if you're an average person. I don't care if you, like, whoever you are listening to this right now, this is something you partake in, and it really doesn't make a lot of sense. So we were going to get into that for you again uh, in about 15 minutes from now. So let's let's have this uh, this fun discussion about why nerds, have ruined it for an entire group of football players. Joe Thomas gets into the Hall of Fame, which, not a surprise, first ballot, everybody agrees, one of the all-time great offensive tackles, played his entire career in Cleveland, just from day one, throw him out there, not a problem in the world. He's got you covered for a decade plus. All good, even on a bad team, no problem. No questions asked. Joe Thomas, Hall of Famer. But if I were to say to you, make an argument for another offensive lineman who isn't in the Hall of Fame to be in the Hall of Fame, what's your go-to? What do you got? (laughs) Yeah, me neither. And that's the problem. Nerds have ruined it for offensive linemen. And do you know why? Because there's no statistical category you can point to in order to make an argument for a Hall of Famer. Like, I believe that Olin Krutz should be a Hall of Famer. Olin Krutz, longtime Chicago Bear, finished his career with the New Orleans Saints, may or may not have, you know, roughed up Drew Brees, who tried to interject with Olin Krutz wanting to beat up an assistant coach uh, for the New Orleans Saints. That may or may not have happened. Uh, Olin Krutz, also the same guy who may or may not have uh, gotten into a fight with a teammate and broke his jaw during the season at a gun range. That may or may not have happened. Um, You know, but again, Olin is a, uh, he's a Hawaiian. You don't mess with Hawaiians. 
It may be beaches and, and sunshine and rainbows and surfing and all that. But the one thing is Hawaiians will throw down at any moment. They don't care. They're all about it. Most relaxed people in the world. And next thing you know, you're getting your ass beat by somebody with a great tan who's wearing a pair of flip flops. It just is what it is. Olin Krutz, don't mess with the guy. I believe he should be a Hall of Famer. But I don't know what I can point to other than reputation to make the case. And I wonder how many great offensive linemen there are out there who aren't in the Hall of Fame and may never get in the Hall of Fame because there's no real statistical category to point to. And so why haven't the geeks or the nerds or the dweebs or the pipsqueaks or the pocket protector wearers why haven't you guys figured out some sort of statistical category or two or three so that we can start identifying who is really great and who's not you could go to like pro football focus or some place like that there's probably advanced data on ESPN or someplace like that that that'll put together well you know I mean uh, they were their their pass protection at this rate like, no, no, we need statistical categories we need something for people like me you know dummies like I need to know hey I can make a case for this guy because he had this many sacks or threw this many touchdowns or led the league uh, in in passing this many years or did this or did that or had uh, I mean what are we going with all pros I mean, are we sure that the people that are voting on all pro know what they're looking at when it comes to an offensive lineman? I don't know. But it just feels like there's probably a lot of guys that are waiting their turn going, am am I ever going to get a little bit of love? Like Joe Thomas, you knew, all right, that guy's going to be in the Hall of Fame just based on reputation. Like we know Quentin Nelson's going to be in the Hall of Fame based on reputation. Like, nobody can point to a stat. There's no statistical category. Zach Martin, going to be in the Hall of Fame. We know that. Reputation. But there's no real statistical category you can point to. And because of that, I feel like there's a lot of guys getting left out that are probably deserving to be there. Uh, Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio. And now it is time for the progressive play of the day. A lot of pitches, right? The 0-2 is a fly ball to right field and deep. Outman robbed Tatis of a home run, and now he flexes his muscle and hits one out by himself. Rookie James Outman, his 13th home run of the year, and the Dodgers take a one to nothing lead. Your progressive play of the day is courtesy of the Blowtorch. AM570 LA Sports brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. All right, so coming up next, there is something that we all partake in that if you think about it, it doesn't really make much sense. And it's yours here on FSR. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. If you miss any of this program, you can check out the podcast at foxsportsradio.com. That'll be posted up shortly after we go off the air. I'll also send out uh, a link to that podcast as well. 
via Twitter or X or whatever the hell they're calling it nowadays. So that'll be posted up uh, again shortly here uh, after we are done. And then make sure you stick around because in a little over 12 minutes from now, it's going to be Steve Hartman and Matt Mosley who will be taking over the airwaves. Lots to get to. NFL, a lot of fun stuff in the world of sports. So stick around for those guys. Always a good listen. I want to give a thank you to Iowa Sam. Uh, He is the pride of Iowa, which is now the pride of the gambling universe we've learned today. Also, Bo Benson, our executive producer. We got Kevin Wired Earp on the updates and Big Mike Lingard making a special Saturday appearance here. Without those guys, none of this happens. So we appreciate uh, everybody hanging out with us here and you as well, too. But before we go, it's time to close up shop with a little something we do called this. Jonas, you moron. How could you not get to these stories? You moron. These are the scraps. And for that, we turn it over to our executive producer, Bo Benson, to find out what the hell we've missed so far. Bo? All right. So since uh, everything sucks nowadays, uh, Jake Paul still fighting. He's going to take on Nate Diaz tonight. And uh, Jake Paul is the betting favorite for that one. So uh, Heavy favorite, by the way. Yeah, that's... And you know what? Look, he's probably going to win because Nate Diaz is not a boxer. Nate Diaz has been through a lot of wars, and his fighting style probably isn't conducive to boxing, especially a guy like uh, Jake Paul, who's explosive. And listen, there's there's a lot of people who want to hate on Jake Paul. I get it. Some people think he's obnoxious. Some people think Logan Paul's obnoxious. Man, everything those guys touch... I don't know. Seems to be pretty successful. Logan Paul's going to be at SummerSlam for the WWE later on. He's turned out to be a phenomenal professional wrestler. They've got, you know, Prime, the Prime drink. You know, they've got that that, that's taken off. That's being sponsored in the UFC. They're doing this boxing stuff. And there's a chance that a Jake Paul fight might outsell Terrence Crawford and Errol Spence, which took place last weekend, which is this generation's Pacquiao Mayweather, and it might outdo that fight from last weekend, which is pretty wild to think about. So kudos to uh, Jake Paul. Big fan of Jake Paul there, are you, Bo Benson? Uh, Yeah, I mean, everything you said is true, but it's just uh, I wish he would would fight actual boxers and not the uh, retired MMA guys. Although he did say that uh, there's a $10 million offer on the table to fight Nate Diaz in MMA because Jake Paul, they do have a wrestling background, so they feel like, well, you know, because of our wrestling background, the problem is Nate Diaz... He's one of the one of the legends of MMA, and you're more likely to get down on the ground and then get strangled because his jujitsu is just on another level than everybody else's that he would be fight, that he'd be dealing with outside of the UFC. So, uh, what else we got? Yeah, so uh, nobody won the Mega Millions. The jackpot now sits at uh, one and a half billion dollars. So uh, I might start uh, playing the lotto here. You know what? So you don't play the lotto? Uh, I don't. My okay. my wife is in a pool at a at an old job that she's still in so gotta remind her to keep checking those tickets all right so here's here there are a couple of things that are kind of funny about billions and billions and billions and billions and billions and thank you <laughs> just an idiot there are a couple of things that are that are kind of funny when you think about like when these jackpots get really large like mega millions or powerball like one of them is the subtle arrogance of people like me and probably a lot of people out there who they'll play Mega Millions or Powerball, 
but only if it gets up to like 700 or 800 million or 1.5 billion you know because yeah. when it's normally the 15 or 16 million that's not worth our time no you no, gotta no, have no, some no. self-respect yeah you're not getting my two dollar quick pick money <laughs> if it's only 15 to 16 million no 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 you need to get up to like 600 or 700 million if you want to get my attention there's that which i find kind of kind of funny and then also the fact that people are are broke in this country like inflation the prices at a supermarket housing costs gas prices all of that stuff there doesn't appear to be enough money for everybody in this country but here here's 1.5 billion and it can be yours if you give us two dollars what am I missing here? <laughs> Can't you take that money and spread it out over supermarkets so that I don't have to go in and pay $19 for a loaf of bread if I wanted one? Like it just that that part of it just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. But apparently there are decisions that are made that I'm not privy to, and this is one of those decisions that is still mind-boggling to me after all these years. It's yeah. a confusing story, you know? Yeah, speaking but. of uh speaking of mind-boggling, Brandon Winston, a 31-year-old Eagles fan from West Virginia, was trying to buy tickets to an Eagles game, I think a week two against the Vikings. Uh, he saw a tab on the app that said Go Green, and he thought it was uh, related to you know recycling initiatives or something like that. Uh, he actually just became the first person to see the uh, return of the Kelly Green jerseys the Eagles had been hyping up for about a week. Uh, he took screenshots of everything, leaked it all on social media. The Eagles actually had to go ahead and release everything way ahead of schedule. Um, so yeah, thanks to that guy, we all got to see those Kelly Green jerseys a few days early. How and, does that uh, happen? Yeah, you know, I love those random things where it's just you you see something you're not supposed to see. Um, and also the jerseys are perfect, so uh, yeah, I, like, I want to thank this guy. It, it's kind of like when I was a kid and I was in the mall and I saw the guy who was playing the Easter Bunny in the mall smoking a heater in the break room <laughs> because somebody left the door to the break room open. At, at the Thousand Oaks Mall and I'm standing there wondering where the Easter Bunny is and I look and he's got he's smoking a, he's got a lung dart in his mouth <laughs> at, you know catching a 10 minute break and I'm thinking I didn't know that's how it worked uh, but not that the Easter Bunny is fake I don't want any any kids listening it's real it's just that guy was pretending to be one in the mall you know what I mean yeah but yeah. look these Eagles jerseys are so phenomenal I, Bo and I were talking about this during the break. Bo, how many have you ordered? You are an Eagles fan. How yes. many of these vintage Eagles jerseys? Because have you because it's you asking me, I will say uh, three. Hey, do you have a Randall Cunningham? I do. Yeah, oh, I, I love do Randall have one Cunningham. of those. I even I got a Michael Vick one too. Uh, they God. released those recently. You got to get a. You want to make Anthony Gargano smile? You got to drop a Vicekahema reference. <laughs> Just say, ah! hey, I'm thinking about getting a Vicekahema jersey. What do you think? And Gargano will go on for an hour and a half about the great Eagles from the past. So congratulations to that guy for getting a sneak peek. Bring those back permanently, Philly. Jonas, son of a bitch. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. 
Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep.